2: Come on in, everybody! It's gonna be an amazing time. It's gonna be an amazing night of prayer, as prayer always is. Come on in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Going to add our Instagram fam now. We are live YouTube, both the Bishop Foreman and the Harvest Church YouTube, both the Bishop Foreman and the Harvest Church Facebook pages, and both the Bishop Foreman and the Harvest Church Instagram pages, and of course Twitter video, and not to mention our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network fam. So come on in, everybody. It's going to be an amazing night. It's going to be an amazing, amazing night tonight. So I need you to come on in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. Where y'all watching from? Where y'all watching from? Where you watching, watching from? Hey, Temple. shalom, Tampa. what's going on? Hey guys, Shalom is this Hebrew word that we use. We've used it at Harvest for years, It is a word that means peace, but it means more than peace. It means a a, a few select statements. It means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. Can I just get you, as we start prayer tonight, to make that declaration over yourself, I am Shalom. Hey, Denver. Make that declaration over yourself tonight. Yourself tonight, excuse me. I am shalom. I am shalom. There's nothing missing from my life, North Carolina. There's nothing missing from my life, Denver. There's nothing missing from my life, Aurora. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Here's what that word does not mean. It does not mean that everything is perfect. I need you to hear me. It does not mean that everything uh, is perfect. Um, uh, what it means is that means when I add everything up, when I look at everything, all things are well. All things are well. And let that be your daily confession over yourself. Let that be your daily confession over your life that nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. I am shalom. Make that your daily confession. Say your children are shalom. Uh, say your business is shalom. Say your family is Shalom. Everything concerning you, your confession has to be that it is shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. And all is well. Listen, guys, we gather together every single Monday night to pray from 7 o'clock Mountain to 8 uh, o'clock Mountain. That's 9 to 10 on the East Coast. And uh, we gather together to pray every single Monday night. I want to encourage you, set aside this time, put it in your clock. Put it in your your clock. Uh, Put it on your alarm clock. Uh, Do an alert in your phone. Make prayer a priority. When you make prayer a priority, you're going to see results in your life. If you think of a lot of times we hear Christians in modern times talk about, you know, it's not religion, it's relationship. Well, just think about what you're saying. A relationship means there's got to be consistent communication. There's got to be communication throughout the day. Prayer is not something I wait to do And to the end of the day, prayer is not something I wait on Mondays for. Prayer is something I do all day, every day, because it is consistent communication. It is building a relationship with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am. All right. So I need you to know that and to be mindful of that. Come on Facebook. need a few more of you to share. I can see you over there. need a few more of you on YouTube to share on every single platform. Please make sure that you're saying It's super simple. Bishop Forman, why in the world? I got to move this because this is going to bother me. Bishop Forman, there we go. Bishop Forman, why in the world do you have us to share? It's super simple, guys. When you share, people get saved. It's just that simple. And we want to see people give their lives to the Lord and come to the Lord tonight uh, in an amazing way. All right. Uh Several people um, got um uh, uh, uh gave their lives to the Lord yesterday. At the 9, 15, 11, 15, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And even tonight, somebody says, I see you at two different angles. Yes, because I got three different cameras working at the same time. This camera takes me to all of our Facebooks, all of our YouTubes, uh, and Twitter video. These other two cameras take me to the different uh, Instagram pages. So I've got three cameras plus a laptop going. I got a whole computer set plus a TV behind me. We got a whole setup going, but it's amazing. Hey, listen. Um, As you are sharing tonight, a few things I want to bring uh, to the forefront uh, before we jump into prayer tonight. Prayer is going to be powerful. Anybody else expecting like I'm expecting something powerful in prayer tonight. I am expecting something significant in prayer tonight. You should always come with expectation now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Watch me above all you ask or think above all you ask or think. What does that mean? That's your expectation. If you have no expectation, you do not give God anything to exceed. And I need you to give him something to exceed. Come on, make that declaration. I'm expecting. I'm expecting that prayer will be powerful. I'm expecting tonight that people will give their lives to the Lord. I'm expecting tonight that people will have their prayers answered. I'm expecting tonight that you'll get clarity. I'm expecting tonight that you'll get wisdom. I'm expecting tonight that God is going to meet us in prayer. I'm expecting tonight that you will understand that your next 12 will be your best 12. Come I'm expecting, I have expectation. And the Bible says that he will exceed that expectation. Can I be honest with you? Many times when you've gone through disappointment, you do not expect a lot because you don't wanna be disappointed. Wave at me if that's you. Wave at me if that's you. If you're like, you know what, Bishop, I just, I don't really have a lot of expectations for anything because I do not wanna be disappointed. Wave at me. Can I tell you that is the uh, trick of the enemy, right? You, if, if you do not have expectations, You do not give God anything that he can exceed. And I need for you to always make sure you are giving him something that he has the ability to exceed. All right. That is so, so very important. All right. So be mindful of that. Let me also say, as we're moving uh, in prayer tonight, um, uh, somebody says, "Wow, I see several hands." Right? Do not have that uh, uh, that type of mentality in life. Just because you've been disappointed before, I need somebody to make this declaration. This is not that. Come on, I need a few more of you saying over here in the Harvest Church. Um Instagram. Make that declaration. This is not that. Sure, I've had some disappointments before, but this is not that. Sure, I've had some frustrations before, but this is not that. Sure, I have had some things go wrong in my past, but this is not that. And I will not allow uh, what has happened in my past to govern, to mess up, to screw up, to get in the way of what is scheduled for my future. And my next 12, make this declaration. It will be my what? my best will in the name of Jesus. All right. Um, listen, uh, um, right. I see several of you putting that. This is not that. It's one of those things. you got to give God something to exceed. A couple of things I want to bring to your uh, attention real quick. If you don't have our app, I need you to get our app. Text the word harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. Can I get a few of you to put that on every single platform. Text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746. I need you to do that. When you do that, you literally are going to ensure uh, that we are able to um, uh, You get our app. When you get our app, there's going to be tons of resources in there that are going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby, and not just a hobby, all right? So text the word HARVEST to 877- Five five two four seven four six. Let me also say this: If you're in the Atlanta area, we'd love for you to find out more about our Harvest Church Atlanta uh, launch team. If you're matter of fact, if you're in Atlanta area, can you just wave at me on whatever platform you're on tonight? Just wave at me, whatever platform you're on tonight. Just wave at me, right fast. Uh, we just want to say hello to you, and uh, we're glad that you're on. I need for you to be mindful that we'd love for you to connect with our launch team. Literally, the launch team is growing right before prayer. I saw even more uh, people get in and get connected to prayer. It was amazing. So uh, be mindful and make sure that you're always connecting uh, in that way. All right. So listen, tonight, guys, as we uh, move in this tonight, uh, how many of you, you got some stuff that has frustrated you or that is currently frustrating you? Wave at me. My hand, both my hands are up. You have some things, some areas of your life that are currently frustrating you um that are frustrating you what is frustration uh, frustration here's expectation here is realization the chasm or the gap between the two is frustration uh how many I see some hands I see some hands i i want you to put on the screen what is currently frustrating you what is it name it as specific as you can just remember these comments everybody back as you're coming so as specific as you can i want you to name it and watch me everybody listen before you start typing make sure that before you are pointing the finger of what's frustrating you externally, I need you to make sure that you are checking yourself first. So what's frustrating you? What's frustrating you? Because we're going to start tonight uh, making sure that we shut down your frustration, your frustration, and that your frustration, watch me, we're going to pray that that turns into your motivation, that the thing that is ticking you off is going to be the thing that makes you tick. Did you hear me? The things that's ticking you off is going to be the thing that makes you tick. In other words, it's going to make you work. It's going to make you press forward. It's going to make you advance. It's going to make you move forward. All right. That's where we're going to move in uh, as we pray tonight. All right. Come on. Type it on the screen. What is frustrating you? Y'all talk to me. What is frustrating? I see uh, some you got work. Some of you say parenting. Uh, What else? Talk, 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 talk. Talk, 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 talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Uh, uh, a physical body you got a physical illness School is frustrating you. Relationships are frustrating you. Uh, so he says, yeah, "That's fine. You can switch angles. That's no problem." Uh, what else is frustrating you? Uh, work, all right. Relatives and people pushing my last nerve. Work custody battle. Come on, come on. Work or work and a custody battle. Understood not knowing what career, uh, struggling to lose weight, relationships. What else? I need you to get it out. I need you to get all that frustration out because we're about to deal with that in prayer. We're about to deal with that in prayer. I need you to get it out because we're about to deal with that in prayer. We're about to deal with that in prayer. Uh, What else? Work, life, uh, I see somebody saying work-life balance. Can I encourage you? Uh, I've told on this before. There's actually no such thing as balance. What there is is priority. If you're pursuing balance, you'll never find it, which is why people are always frustrated saying, I'm trying to find balance. You can't actually find it. Balance doesn't exist. Prioritization is what exists, all right? And, uh, uh, policing issues, all right? Being a single parent, staying focused, your child not doing what they're supposed to do for school, all right? Um, so, so here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to do, y'all. Um, it's relationships, work, staying focused. I see so many things. Uh, the town that you live in, my God, procrastination, impatience. Y'all got a lot. So here's the deal. Um, here's what we're going to pray. There's one of three things, and I need you to type these three things on prayer tonight. We're going to start prayer this way, and then we're going to dive in. If you're just coming in, I need for you, I need for you to share. Somebody says, prayer for our youth, two deaths today. Wow. Let's just cover that. Father, we send Your shalom to those situations right now that we just mentioned on the Harvest Instagram. And God, you know the situations, you know the details, you know what's going on with those. We commit those into your hands and we say, God, you get the glory out of that. Even in the midst of frustration and chaos and disarray, we ask for you to get the glory from that now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, Sons, diagnosis, finances, so many things that uh, have been listed. Um, So there's one of three things that frustration is there to do. Remember, what is frustration? Frustration is this is what you were expecting it to be. Got it. This is what it was. The gap between the two is frustration. Now, what some people do, we just mentioned some people, you'll lower your expectations down here. Problem is, is that you give God nothing to exceed. So I need for you to always have expectations, watch me, but have them in the right place. So that's going to be our first prayer. Father, in Jesus name, we pray that our expectations will be in the right places. Sometimes, God, we are frustrated because our expectations have been in the wrong thing. They've been in a person instead of a principle. They've been in an outcome instead of the God of the outcome. So tonight, God, help us to properly place our expectations in the right category. Come on, y'all. In the name of Jesus, God, some of our frustration will be alleviated when we place our expectations in the right category, in the right place, at the right time to accomplish the right goal. In the name of Jesus, tonight, God, we thank you that you are the God that hears us. And we thank you, God, that you are the God that answers. You are the God that hears us. You are the God that answers. You're the God that hears us. You're the God that answers. Yes, Ron, you too, too. You are the God that hears the truth, the God that answers. And so tonight, God, we pray that our expectations are placed in the right category. Forgive us for being mad about something because we put our expectations in the wrong category. We expected a certain outcome instead of putting our faith in the God of the outcome. We expected a person to perform in a way that it was clear that they did not have the ability to do. We expected somebody to be loyal when they proven they couldn't be loyal. We expected somebody to do something that we knew they didn't have the ability to do. And for that God forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. Father, show us how to properly categorize nouns, people, places, things, and ideas so that, God, we are not walking around frustrated and angry and mad, so that we are not walking around with bad hair and bad skin and bad health and bad bodies and bad attitudes. God, all of that is a result of frustration. Come on. And we declare that will not be the way we live in our next 12, but we speak then in our next will that our frustration will become our motivation, that our frustration will become our motivation. But the thing that ticks us off is the thing that makes us tick, that it will create change in us, that will create change around us, that it will create change from within, that will create change around. And for that, we say thank you. Tonight, God, as we start prayer, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. And we ask you, Lord, that you would hear us and that you would respond. You said that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. Mercy, God, is when you block the negative we do deserve. Stop. Let's have a praise break. Father, we bless you tonight for all of the negative stuff that we absolutely deserve to happen that you blocked. Come on, y'all. Father, we give you glory for that. Can I get you to type hallelujah? Can I get you to type thank you, Jesus? Can you put the praise hands up? can you put the clap hands up what are we doing we're saying thank you God for your mercy the negative that you blocked that we did deserve we deserve to die but you kept us we deserve to lose our mind but you kept us in our right mind we deserve for that to be our end but you made it a new beginning we deserve negative but you made it a positive we deserved what we got but you turned it and worked it for our good and for that we say thank you in Jesus name let's go further tonight father we go further in prayer. And we thank you, Father, not just for your mercy, but for your grace. Stop another praise break. We thank you for your grace, which is the good you give us that we do not deserve. Father, thank you for every blessing. Thank you for every miracle. Thank you for every open door. Thank you for every shut door. Thank you for the good that you give us that we have not deserved that we did not earn, that we did not pay for, that that, that we didn't uh, live up to the standard for, but you gave us grace. We are grateful for your grace. Come on. I need somebody to just put a praise on whatever platform you're on. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Father, we put a praise in the atmosphere that thanks you for your grace. We put a praise in the atmosphere that thanks you for your consistency. We put a praise in the atmosphere tonight on prayer. Grateful people always get more. 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 And we declare that we are grateful and therefore we get more. We declare that we are grateful and therefore we see your favor. We declare that we are grateful and therefore we see your hand move for us. We are grateful. That's why you keep us out of the gutter. We are grateful. That's why you keep us out of mess and drama and foolishness. We are grateful and we are grateful and we are grateful and we are grateful. Thank you, God, that we've got breath in our body. Can I get you to type something on every platform you're grateful for? Thank you for breath in our body. Thank you for breath in our lungs. Thank you for the functioning of our limbs. Thank you, God, for the ability to move forward with strength. Thank you, God, that we got up this morning. Thank you, God, that we woke up in our right mind. Thank you, God, that we have the activity of our limbs. Thank you, God, that you are um, uh, causing us to prosper even in the midst of a pandemic. We are grateful tonight. In Jesus' name, come on, every platform. I just need you to put something on the screen that you are grateful for. Grateful people, always get more. Never ever be angry at somebody that gets more than you when they're more grateful than you are. Never ever be uh, uh, angry at somebody that gets more than you because they exhibit a gratitude in their attitude that you do not demonstrate. We are grateful. Watch me. God, we're even grateful for our problems. Come on. We're grateful, God, for our problems. We're grateful tonight, God, for the things that are not going the way we want for them to go. We're grateful for that. We are grateful for every Judas. It's Judas that gets us to the cross. Come on. It's Judas that gets us to the cross. And that cross takes us to the tomb. And that tomb, what Judas hopes is that that tomb locks us out from the world. But what the tomb does is it locks us in with ourselves. Y'all better talk to me. In other words, that isolation that locks us into the tomb, what it does is it makes us better. What it does is it makes us go from the inside out. What it does is it makes us pay attention and we are grateful and we are grateful tonight in Jesus name. Come on. Can I just get you to put a praise on every platform tonight? I see you grateful for conviction, grateful that he's daily loading you with benefits, grateful for his faithfulness, grateful. Come on, grateful, grateful grateful for a changed heart. This is so good. So many amazing comments. Grateful for your church. Come on. Grateful for your pastor. I see you. Come on. Amen. Listen, guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from, and share this video tonight. Let me also say a couple of things, too, as we are moving and navigating um, through through prayer tonight. Um, Can I encourage all of you to just make sure Uh, And I've said it three or four times now that you share. Why? When you share, people get saved, and that's so important. All right, we started with frustration. Several hands went up a moment ago indicating some level of frustration in some area. And so, number one, I said to you that sometimes we are frustrated because uh, we have put our expectation in the wrong place. How many of you can be honest that that there's some stuff you're frustrated about that just hearing that it now makes you pay attention that your expectation was in the wrong place? Wave at me. Wave at me that your expectation was in the wrong place. Like you were expecting the wrong thing. And consequently, that's what got you messed up. Where you at? Where you at? We're grateful for yourself, but I'm grateful for you. All right. and love you. I see your hands like you were expecting. Everybody pay attention. You would not expect a five year old to perform like a 50 year old. Right. Isn't that reasonable? That's reasonable. But many times in life, you are expecting people to do beyond what it is that they have demonstrated they have the capacity to do. And that frustration lays on you. It lays on you. Bless you. It lays on you. Right. If you are expecting loyalty from somebody and they are disloyal to themselves, I pay attention to people who don't keep their word to themselves. If you said you were going to do it and you didn't do it, then you don't keep your word to you. If you don't keep your word to you, then why do I have the expectation that you will keep your word to me? Right? What does the Bible say? Love your neighbor. Can y'all tell me that next word is two letters as a S love your neighbor as yourself. Got it. Got it. If you sloppy with your stuff, why in that? heaven, hell and earth, but I expect you to not be sloppy with mine. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm just going to use lots of examples of this type of thing. Because many times your frustration is that you simply expected a five-year-old to perform at the level of a 50-year-old, and they're proving they can't do that. So what does that mean? Does that mean, I, y'all ready for this? Here's the, here's the principle. Does that mean I stopped expecting it? No, it just means I stopped expecting it from you. Oh my God. Got it? I just stopped expecting it from you, okay? I just stopped expecting it from you. Father, show us where we need to release some expectations that have been frustrating us. It's not that it's wrong to expect it, but it is foolish to expect it from somebody that can't deliver it, whatever that might be. A noun, a person, place, thing, or idea that cannot deliver it. And for that, God, we say, forgive us. Forgive us for having an attitude. Forgive us for being angry. Forgive us for being frustrated because that is our error, not the error of where we expected it from. All right. Here's the second thing, guys. Some frustrations. So one, can I get a few of you to type this? One, you miscategorize. Can I get you that? Can I get you to type that every platform? Come on, Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Can I get you to say it? Harvest Channel. Can I get you to say it? All right. Um, YouTube, you type it. Facebook, you type it. Instagram, you type it. Pe- or Twitter video. It still says Periscope, but Twitter video, whatever. All right. You type it too. All right. So here's number two though. Some frustration, some frustration is specifically designed to refine. I'll say it again. Some frustration is specifically designed to refine. So here's the second type of frustration: is is designed to refine. There are certain things that frustrate you that are designed to make you refine. Right now, uh, companies across America and probably around the world, you want to know their number one complaint from every level company, from Google to Facebook to every level of company, Fortune 500 trillion dollar valuations, billion dollar valuations, million dollar valuations just started yesterday. You want to know what their great concern is, is the workforce. They're saying that people are getting jobs, not showing up. They're saying that people are not qualified And yet they're having to give them the jobs because they need somebody to to, to at least keep things moving. They are saying that it is very difficult to find a workforce. And this is in every category. So for every business owner and entrepreneur where you're experiencing some personnel challenges, I need you to take a breath. It is not just you. It's the world. And it's been like this for years, but the pandemic has exacerbated it. It's made it more prevalent. All right. Um, But what does that do? Refine. If you have a type number two, type number two, refine, refine. Refine. So what does refine mean? Think of sandpaper. Something may be rough, but what sandpaper will do is sandpaper will will, uh, refine whatever that wooden instrument is, whatever that tool is, it'll refine it and it will make it better. Come on. It'll refine it and make it better. There are certain things where in your frustration, you're so angry, you are not paying attention to how you can get better from it. So why did I just give you the example of companies dealing with staffing challenges and, and, and what have you, got it? So that means you got pressure on management. You got pressure on executives. You have, and then all that pressure from the top, it comes down. Then you got pressure from the people, bottom up. So you got a bunch of frustrated people in companies. That's a lots of people who have work as one of their items of frustration. And you need to know it's frustration at every level. But what I want to challenge you to do, watch me, is to let it refine you. Let it make you better. So, is it showing you you're impatient? What is impatience? Impatience isn't waiting. Impatience is how you act while you wait. Is it showing you that you are impetuous? Um, is it showing you that you uh, you don't think things through? Is it showing you that you you make knee-jerk reactions? Can I can we have an honest conversation for a moment? For some of you, now that you hear this, now that you've heard this, what areas of frustration? And by the way, you're like bishop, why are we talking about this in prayer? I always ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want us to pray about? Prayers to be specific and strategic, specific and strategic. Prayers like going to war. You don't just go to war talking about, I got a gun, let's go. And whatever happens, happens. No, you go to war with a battle plan. So when we pray, I get a battle plan about what we're to pray about. And that's what we pray. I'm teaching you how to do this in your life. How many of you talk to me um, that after hearing that principle tonight about refining that you realize just wave at me or just get, make a comment. You realize that there are some things that have been frustrating you and in your frustration, you missed that it was trying to refine you. It was trying to make you better. It was trying to show you another way to get it done. You're so frustrated, though, that it wasn't this way. You missed that there was another way over here. You were so frustrated that so-and-so didn't get it done. You missed the fact that you were able to see somebody else that was able to get it done better. You missed the fact um, uh, because you were so frustrated you were paying attention over here that you missed what was going on over here. It was trying to refine you. It was trying to make you better. So that's what we're going to cover in prayer. Sometimes you're you're frustrated because you miscategorize. Sometimes you're frustrated because you're not letting it refine you. You're not letting it refine you. Like, it's designed to make you better. It's designed to make you better. And the thing is, the rougher, everybody listen, the rougher the sandpaper, the more quickly it's refined. The finer the sandpaper, pay attention, the finer the sandpaper, the more uh, specifically and strategically it's refined. Rough sandpaper, it's gonna get done quick. But it'll still be rugged and ragged. For some of you, you have big stuff that's been frustrating. I mean, it's just refining. It's just big. For some of you, it's a lot of little things. You thought it was going to take you two hours to get it done. And seven hours later, you are still with it. who am I talking to? You thought it was going to take you a few minutes to get the job done, the task done, whatever it is. And seven hours later, you're still working on it. It's a lot of little things and those little things, the more uh, refined the sandpaper, the smaller the sandpaper, then that means you're close. Please pay attention. That means you are closer to your next than you know. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight on prayer. You are closer to your next than you know. If you're dealing with a whole lot of small, it ain't even big stuff you're dealing with a whole lot of small stuff. And, that's mean, that means it's getting close to the end of refining you. Ladies and even gentlemen, if you get a if, uh, a manicure, all right? Uh, 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 if you get a manicure, you'll notice if they're starting out to do your nails, I haven't had one in years, but if if, if they're, when they're starting out to do your nails, they use the rough end of that, uh, what do you call it, Emery board or whatever, the fingernail file, nail file, all right? But when they are getting close to the end, what do they do? They flip that thing over and they go to the refined side. Come on. For many of you, the little things you're dealing with is because God says, I'm almost done with you on this level. I'm about ready to upgrade, upgrade. Come on. Father, in Jesus name, we ask that you would show us where you want frustration to refine us and forgive us for being complainers and being negative and being uh, and talking crazy and all of that, God, if it's a lot of little things we are dealing with, that tells us that we are close to the end of this process and we are close to the end of this process, that we are close to the end of this process, and you intend to take us to an upgraded level. And we say thank you tonight for the upgrade. We say thank you tonight for the upgrade. I don't know about you, but if that word is for you, put that on the screen, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. We say, thank you for the upgrade. And Father, you start with upgrading us. This is bigger than stuff. This is bigger than money. This is bigger than position. This is bigger than title. This upgrade starts in us. It's an upgraded version of ourselves. And for that, God, we say thank you. And for that, God, we say hallelujah. And for that, God, we give you the praise tonight in the name of Jesus. Come on. I need you to just say thank you, Jesus. Come on. Every platform. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Number one, get frustrated because you miscategorized. Number two, you get frustrated because you're missing that it's trying to refine you. You ready? You ready? Here's the number three type of frustration. Are y'all ready with me? This type of reason you're frustrated is because this type of frustration is designed to stop you. Wow. It's designed to stop you. How many of you, because of some of the frustrating things that you have dealt with, It has created something on you that has almost made you want to just say, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. Wave at me. Wave at me. Whatever it might be. Wave at me. Whatever it might be. Wave at me. Wave at me. Whatever it might be. You know what? This is this is just gonna make me stop. It's just gonna make me stop. Wave at me. Wave at me. I'm just I'm just not going to proceed. I'm just not going to advance. I'm just not going to take the next step. I'm just not going to do it. I ain't going to be able to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Wave at me. I see several hands. All right. Here's the danger, the danger of that. Um, And I encourage you not to miss Wednesday night's message. Wednesday night's message at Harvest is called The Voice. We're in this new series we started yesterday called Uh, reality TV. And yesterday was true life, the real Jesus. This Wednesday is called the voice. So we're going from Jesus to now the voice, his voice. Um, And can I be honest with you? More often than not, more often than not, um, what it is that God wants you to accomplish is on the other side of a storm. Wow. It's on the other side of the storm. Um, if I was to give you some scripture um, to, to help back this up, Bible says 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God. Somebody says, I've been ready to snap, crackle and pop. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to need you to put all your rice Krispies back in the bowl. Listen, <laughs> now, thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. I need you to make this declaration. I'm winning. Father, we thank you that you lead us into triumph. God, you lead us into victory. You lead us into winning, which means it's not automatic. You lead us into it. You lead us into it. You lead us into it. Father, if we are not responsive to the voice of God, if we're not responsive to you, God, then we can't be led. We can't be led Somebody somewhere we will not go. He did not force us, you do not force us into victory, you lead us into victory. And tonight, the night, God, there's some people who you are trying to lead into victory, but their frustration has got them thinking that they are not going to do it. And Father, our declaration is that we are winning. We declare we're winning in every area of our lives, even in the areas, God, where we feel like we're failing, even in the areas, God, where we feel like we are not succeeding, even in the areas, God. When we feel like things are not going the way that we want them to go. We are winning because you lead us into triumph. You don't force it upon us. You don't force it to happen. You don't make it happen. You lead us. We declare we will be led. Come on. I need you to say this. I can be led. Everybody type it. I can be led. I can be led. I can be led. He can only lead you into victory if you can be led. If you're hard-headed, you can't win. If you're stubborn, you can't win. If you're unsubmissive, you can't win. If you talk too much, you can't win. If you always want to clap back, you can't win. If you get an attitude when you get checked, you can't win. If you get an attitude every time somebody corrects you, you can't win. You must be led into victory. You are never forced into victory. And we declare on prayer tonight, God... That we are those, Lord, that can be led into victory in Jesus' name. Come on, every platform. Say that thing. I can be led. Um, when people come to me, I get a lot of requests all the time to mentor people. get a lot of requests all the time uh, to be a spiritual father, uh, to other pastors and leaders and people in general. And um, I always say this saying, and I heard it from another man of God, and I loved it. Um, and I so now I adopted it and made it mine years ago. Um, if you can, and here's what I say, if you can be led, I'll do it. I said, I said the issue is not whether or not I can lead you. I said, the issue is whether or not you can be led by me. Got it? Because part of submission says you get up under a mission, which means submission is not, we, we have this thing in culture now and where like submission means as long as I'm good with it, I'm good with it. If I'm not good with it, I ain't doing it. That's not submission. That's literally just doing what you agree to. Everybody pay close attention to this next statement. And I need you, for those of you that can type it, because you can type fast, because you, uh, you got those turbo thumbs. If you got your lightning thumbs, turbo tu- thumbs, thumbs, th- turbo thumbs. Listen to this. Here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Submission begins where agreement ends. Wow, I'm going to say it again. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it two more times. Submission begins where agreement ends. That's where submission begins. It is not submission if you want to do it. That's just doing what you want to do. Submission begins where agreement ends. Based on that, can I be honest with you tonight? Don't get mad at me, prayer. Can I be honest with you? Uh, Many individuals that are Christians don't actually submit because you only do what it is that you agree you want to do. You've never submitted Oh, wow. It got quiet on the chat tonight. I ain't seen my chats this this quiet in a while. Wow, it's right anyhow. I'm going to say it anyhow. Submission begins where agreement ends. So we're, we're, who, to whomever and whatever you are submitted to, the beginning of that, the beginning of that is when agreement ends. So it's not submission if I want to do it. It's only submission when it's the thing like, you know, to be honest, yeah, okay it's quiet here you're not submitting because you did it and you did it with an attitude that's not submission mm-mm, mm-mm. you're not it's quiet not tonight you're not submitting because you did it but you said but I'm gonna say what I want to say I'm gonna get my mind you're not submitted then you're not submitted so no wonder you can't be led to triumph because you can't be led my God father make us those that are submissive. Your word says that you are meek, the meek and humble lamb. Meek does not mean weak. Meek means submissive. God, you showed us submission in the scriptures. You literally put yourself in a body and then you submitted to yourself to show us what submission looks like. You, 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 uh, uh dichotomized yourself. As Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, to demonstrate what submission from a spiritual Father to a uh, from a spiritual Son to a spiritual Father looks like, from a leader to a Father looks like. You literally taught us through the parable of your life to show us what submission looks like, and we declare God: you know, we are those that can submit, which means we can be led to victory. Come on, we are those that can be led to victory because we can submit. Forgive us for every lack of submission. It's quiet now. Forgive us, God, for every lack of submission where we should be submitted, every lack of submission where we should fall in order, every lack of submission where we should fall in line. Forgive us, God. Forgive us for thinking we got to say our piece and, and, and make sure we speak our mind. That's the reason you ain't got no mind left because you didn't gave it to everybody. Tonight, God, we pray that we are those that can be led because that's the only way we get to victory. You lead us to victory. You do not force us to victory. And if we do not understand submission to man, we will never understand submission to God. My God. If we do not understand submission to man, we will never be able to submit to God. And the scripture says, how can you say that you love your God that you cannot see, but you hate your brother that you can see? The principle is if you can't do it in natural things, you'll never do it in spiritual things. We are those that can be led. In Jesus name. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. How many of you can be honest that after what I just defined submission as, which is the biblical definition of submission, that there's are some areas of your life where the truth is you just haven't been. Wave a minute, Come on. Let's be honest. You just haven't been. You have not been submitted. For some of you, maybe I'm your pastor tonight. You've not been submitted to spiritual leadership. You've not been. You just did what you wanted to do. In the moment it was something you didn't want to do, you're like, I'm going to get an attitude. I'm going to do this. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. But then you just weren't submitted, which explains why he can never lead you to the victory you want to see. It's quiet. You were never, oh, it's quiet on the other night. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. And, and, and I know what somebody may think, well, you're a Bishop, you, you're a bishop, you know, you over pastors, you over everybody. The truth is, 99% of the arenas I'm in, mean, I am in charge, but not all, all arenas. And in the arenas I am to submit to, for example, in spiritual, in my man of God, I'm submitted. What he asks for me, he gets from me. If he says jump, my response is how high, you want, how high do you want me to jump? How long do you want me to jump? Do you want me to organize a crew for this jumping? Do you want me to automize, uh, automate this thing so that we can get some other jumpers jumping? Right? Like I'm going to not just do it, but I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it well. Submission says I'm not just going to do it. I'm going to do it well. Guys, I did not want to be a pastor. I had to submit to God's will for my life. This is his job. This is his uh, uh, desire for me, not mine. This is me doing this. This is what he wanted me to do. Not mine. Can I be honest with you? My natural disposition, um, believe it or not, when I would get on a stage. I come alive. But my natural disposition um, uh, years ago was was to be shy. You put me in a small group of people. I would be shy. Me who I am is a submitted man. Y'all better hear me. I just say, Lord, make me submit. Who I am is a submitted man. So when he said this is what he wanted me to do, I'm going to be honest. I resisted at first. And then he put me in the corner and said, OK, so you can do whatever you want to do. But these are your only options. You can do whatever you want to do. But this is your only option. And I submitted and I yielded. And I said, you know what, God, whatever you want, you get. You can have whatever you like. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I like God, you can have whatever you want. Whatever you want from me, you get because I am not fighting with you. I exist for you. Come on, let's cover that in prayer. God, you have us tonight. We submit to you. Lord, you lead us into triumph. You lead us into victory. You cannot lead us if we do not submit. We submit, God. We submit to your will. We submit to your way. We submit to your order. You are a God of order. You are a God of protocol. You are a God of things being done decently, come on here, and in order. So Father, we say we submit to that. In every structure, there is leadership. Romans 13 says, God, that we should obey and be submissive to whatever structure of leadership. If it's at church, to the pastor, and those that he set in place. If it's on a job, it's to the leadership structure that's in place. We submit and yield to that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I want to go here. I want to go here. Um, is, is this helping anybody so far tonight? We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. Um, we're almost done. For my YouTube family, my YouTube Facebook, I need you guys to share. I can see that it's not coming through. For some reason, it looks like some setting is off. We'll have that corrected because it's not coming through it. It's full 1080 um, HD uh, quality. But does it still look good over there on Facebook and YouTube? Does it still look good? Somebody, something is off here. We'll get that corrected uh, with the setting there Um, because it should be, I mean, you should be able to see my future (laughs) as clear as this thing ought to be. All right. Um, So let me know that it's still good over there. Facebook, YouTube, let me know that it's still good over there. I can see your comments. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know that it's still good uh, over there. All right. Let's go here. Um, Let's go here. So, Oh, hold on. I'm just waiting on my comments. Where are my comments? Where they go? 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 Um, he leads us <laughs> y'all laughing. He leads us into triumph. I can see your comments. There we go. He leads us into triumph. So, I want to go here. Um, because we're talking about frustration, guys. And remember, when it comes to this thing of frustration, please remember, when it comes to this thing of frustration, one, you miscategorize, two, it's to refine you. Three, it's to stop you. It looks good. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Coach. I think it looks good. Perfect. Good. All right, that's good. But you, um, So let's go here. If he leads us into triumph, one, you have to be submitted. But I want you to listen to this next part. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Which means if you'll submit, you're going to win. If you'll submit, you're going to win. If you'll submit, you're going to win. Everybody listen to me. The way up is down. The way up is down. But it's submission? It is yielding. The way up is that you yield to another. 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 Yield to another. The way up is down. He um, always leads in the triumphant Christ, And through us, listen, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Listen to that. Um, diffuses the fragrance. To get a fragrance, you have to crush a flower. That's how they made fragrances in those days. Now it's all chemicals and things. But in those days, you have to crush a flower to get a fragrance. So what does this mean? If he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge um, in every place through us, that means that third level of frustration, it feels like a crushing. Wave at me if you got some stuff that feels like that now, like it's crushing, it's crushing, it's crushing, it's crushing, it's crushing, it is crushing. Wave at me if you got some stuff where it's like crushing you. Can I tell you that that is designed to diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge in every place? Somebody says the timing of this blows my mind. I told you I pray before we pray and say, Lord, what do you want us to pray about? What do you want me to do? This, I'm not just doing this just for any other reason. This is about what, what, what the desire of the Lord is, all right? So check this out. Um, in that, that means that level of frustration is going to feel like it's crushing you. And I want to give you some things to take with you in prayer tonight. Number one, I need you to know um, that the crushing is diffusing his knowledge in every place. What does that mean? Every place I go, Please listen to me. Everywhere you are, there is a level of crushing that will take the fragrance of his knowledge everywhere. Whatever field you're in, wherever field you're in, if you're in arts and entertainment, media, government, education, wherever you're at, you've gone through some crushing that takes the fragrance of the knowledge of the Lord. Can I prove it to you? This is why people will say, you must be a Christian. Who's ever had that happen? You never told them. They said it to you. You must be a believer. You must love the Lord. What church you go to? Who's your pastor? But you They brought it up to you. Watch me. Because they can smell it. Y'all better come on. They could smell that something was different about you. They could smell it. They could say, you know, you got so much joy. You got so much energy. You know, where do you get all that from? You are so positive. You speak so much light. Watch me. You have so much wisdom. Where do you get that from? Who's teaching you this? Because everywhere you go, there needs to be a level of crushing that you've gone through that takes, that takes his knowledge everywhere, that takes his knowledge everywhere, that takes his knowledge everywhere. All right. So, so father, give us the grace to embrace the crush. Give us the grace to embrace the crush because you literally do the, cr- our crushing, which is frustrating. You use that, God, to diffuse your knowledge, the knowledge of you everywhere we go. In the store, in whatever industry we're in, in whatever meeting we're in, in whatever we do, you are diffusing the knowledge of you everywhere we go. That's why people can smell we're different. They can smell it. They can sense it. They sense we're not the normal. We didn't have to wear our WWJD shirt. We didn't have to wear our harvest t-shirt. We didn't have to wear our harvest ring. We didn't have to, uh, wear, uh, uh say, I'm a Christian when we walked in. When we walked in, they could smell it. Give us the grace to embrace that because it's diffusing the knowledge of you. Guys, we're almost done. Stick with me. Just about 10 more minutes. A little less than, a little more than that. All right. So here's the deal. Um, That third level of frustration, it's designed to crush. There's a crushing, but it often is designed to stop you. And I just need you to make this declaration, please. Just say, I won't stop. Come on, every platform, I won't stop. Can I get a few more of you to share over here on the Harvest Instagram? Let's get them numbers up. I won't stop. Come on, y'all, say it. I won't stop. I won't stop. I won't. Stop. I what? I won't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop. Come on, every platform. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on your comments. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I won't stop. I won't stop. I won't stop. Um, let me tell you why. Because if he's leading you in the triumph, so what do we cover? Submission. There's a submission there, but then there's also a crushing. But here's what I want you to see. Uh, and we're going to cover this in prayer, that third area of frustration that feels like it makes you want to stop. You need to learn, and I'm going to give you this, and we're going to cover it in prayer, how to win against the wind. How to win against the wind. How to win, W-I-N-D, or excuse me, W-I-N against the wind. W-I-N-D. What if I told you that the reason you've always had so much against you was not about where you were, but it was about where you were headed. What if I told you that the reason you have always had so much wind blowing up against you was, had nothing to do, watch me, with your past. It had everything to do with where you were headed. You ready? Um, on, a mountain, on a mountain, the mountains are, where am I? So I'm facing, where am I facing? I'm facing south. So the mountains, or no, I'm facing north. So the mountains are over here, right? Yes, they're over
0: there.
2: <laughs> you can't see them, but they're over there. All right, to the west. So check this out. Uh, yes, east, west, north, south. There we go. Uh, <laughs> now listen, If I listen. I listen. What if I told you that when you're going up a mountain, the higher you go on that mountain, the more intense the winds are because there's nothing at low levels to block the wind. For many of you, you thought you started life at a setback position Or a less than position, you actually started it at a higher position. You had nothing to block the wind from coming your way. I need you to say, thank you, Jesus. You had nothing to block the wind from coming your way. You had nothing to block the wind from coming your way, Um, which means you actually started higher than other people who started down here that started so low. They had stuff to block the wind for them. I need you to say, thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you that you are revealing to us that we actually started at a higher position and a higher place in life than we knew because we had nothing to block the wind for us. My God, all right? The higher you go, the more windy it gets. When you get up there, I mean, it is windy. I remember on, uh, in Colorado Springs going up to, uh what was that, Pike's Peak. And at the summit of Pike's Peak, they had this place where you get these donuts. It's, apparently, they're special tasting donuts. You know, they were Okay. Um, But anyway, we get up there and it is windy. It was like 70 something down at the base. Please listen. It was like 70 something down at the base. When you got to the summit of that mountain, when you get to the summit of that mountain, everybody pay attention. It was freezing. It was like between 20 and 30 degrees. You literally, you literally, you literally had to uh, bundle up to be at the summit of that mountain. Um, because it's colder up there, and there's nothing to block the wind. They shoot. They told me that they shoot a lot of uh, like car commercials up there. Like right, there's a whole restaurant, the whole now. They, they said um, that they shoot car commercials up there. And when they shoot those car commercials up there, um, there's some curves and turns and all that. And I was like, who is driving up here? I said, I look, yeah, I'm not the one coming up the little the little gondola, whatever they call it. Was enough for me. I'm good. This is a once. In, I'm good. Um, here's what I want you to see. The wind is an indication of your elevation. I'll say it again. I know I'm doing a lot of teaching while we're praying, but I need you to get this. The wind is an indication of your elevation. Father, show us that the wind is actually an indication of the elevation that we are at in life. It is actually not something that's negative. It is something that is positive. It's frustrating, but it's an indication of our elevation. It's an indication of our elevation in Jesus' name. All right? Now watch. That wind, that wind, all right? You can let it stop you or you can win in the midst of the wind. And I want to give you this this quick couple of scriptures um, that we're going to cover in prayer. These quick couple of scriptures that we're going to cover in prayer. Mark chapter 6 Uh, Y'all type it on each platform real quick, and then we're going to go. Mark chapter 6, verses 45 through 48. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. Where were they going? To the other side. What does the other side represent? They were advancing. They were moving forward. They were making progress. Listen, and when he sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray, to the mountain to pray. Now, when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea and he was alone on the land. Verse 48. Then he saw them straining at rowing. Listen, for the wind was against them. This is the third area of frustration. Where you feel like the wind is against you and you feel like it's trying to make you stop. Now, listen, you got a couple of options, right? You can stop. All right. Um, and you can just sit right there. If you sit right there, you're gonna be stagnant. Father, I rebuke stagnation in every area of our lives. Stopping is not an option. Stagnation is not an option. We will win against the wind. We will win against the wind in Jesus' name. I need somebody that's felt stagnant, just say that's not an option. That's not an option. Stagnation is not an it is not an option for me. All right. Um, um, you can turn back. You can go back to where you came from. In fact, everybody watch me. The wind is trying to push you back. Anyhow, it's trying to push you back to the bad habits, push you back to the bad friends, push you back to the drinking, push you back to the sexing, put you back to the drug, whatever it was, put you back to the talking crazy to everybody. Push you back to the bad attitude, push you back to overeating, push you back to undereating, push you back to bulimia, push you back to anorexia, push you back to crazy. It's trying to push you back. But I just need somebody to say I'm not. Come on, Father, we are not. Stagnation is not an option and going backwards is not an option. We are those that move forward in the name of Jesus. All right. Um. So look at this. The Bible says that it was about the fourth watch of the night when this happened. It's roughly 3 a.m. He comes by them walking on the sea and would have passed them. Here's what I need you to see. I need you to keep rowing even if the wind is against you. Even if the wind is against you, I need you to keep rowing. Uh, Let me give you an acronym for when. And we got it. We almost out of time. Let me give you this acronym for when. W-I-N-D. Worry, issues, negativity, doubt. Write that down. Just pick one letter. Just don't try to put them all down. You pick a letter. Some of you all pick W on every platform. That's worry. Some of you pick I. That's issues. Some of you pick M. That's negativity. Some of you pick D. That's doubt. I need you to pick one of those because that's what the wind represents. Worry, issues, negativity, doubt. You got it? I need you to keep rowing even if the wind is against you. The Bible says this, that they were, he saw them straining at rowing for the women's against them. But notice, they kept going. They, it was a strain, but they kept going. Stop thinking that because it's not easy, it's not God. Stop thinking that because it's not easy, it's not God. Stop thinking that because it's not easy, it's not God. Proof that it is God is that you're straining, but you're still rowing. They say I'm hook You're straining, but you're still winning. You're straining, but you're still pressing. You are straining, but you are still making progress. All right. Um, They kept rowing. And when they kept rowing, watch me, they see Jesus manifest himself in a new way. Listen to this. Verse 49. When they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost and cried out for they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said, be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. They see him. They think he is a ghost. In other words, he shows up at 3 a.m. in the morning for some of you all. The reason you have not been able to sleep like normal and you keep getting up at three and four and five in the morning is because he's trying to show you himself in a way you've not seen him before. And he only comes, watch me, late in the midnight. He only comes late in the midnight. He's not coming the way you're used to him coming. He's going to come another way. Father, show us how to not miss the new way. Who am I talking to where you've been waking up, particularly around those times? You've just been waking up. You've been waking up. These Your eyes just open. You just wake up. Wave at me. Talk to me. I'm trying to tell you what's going on in your life. I got the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Ghost. I'm trying to tell you. He's like, I am coming, but I'm not coming when you woke. I'm coming to wake you up. I am coming to wake you up. I am coming to wake you up. I am coming to see you. And I'm coming to see you when you, when you, I just need, I'm tired, child. I need to rest. Get up. Wake up. We're about to win. Wake up! We're about to rule. Wake up! We're about to conquer. And wake yourself up. Can I just give those of you that know I'm talking to you on prayer tonight just say, "Wake up! Wake up!" You t- you talk about I don't know why my sleep is off because God says I've been trying to wake you up. You keep taking these sleeping pills and all this and this and, and, and this and this drill. Stop. And Nyquil. You grown? Stop it. He said I'm trying to come visit you in another way, and when I wake you up, you fight to go back to sleep. Instead of say, Lord, speak. Woo, my God. All right, look, let's go. Initially, it created a fear in them. They were like, this is scary. This is scary. This is scary. Verse 49, when they saw him walk on the sea, they cried out, for they all saw him. They were troubled. Immediately, they talked with. he talked with them and said to them, be of good cheer. It is I, do not be afraid. They're straining. They're rowing. Some of them are asleep. Some of them are woke more than likely all of them are woke because they're straining and rowing. They're like, we need all of us together to row to make this happen. And so then when they see him, Jesus' first words, look, be a good cheer. Watch what they're doing. I'm, ta- I'm, I'm I'm. seeing God in a new way. I'm rowing. I'm rowing, but I'm frustrated. I'm rowing, but I'm frustrated. Somebody said, I woke up at 3 or 6 this morning. I'm rowing, but I'm frustrated. I am rowing, but I'm frustrated, and you know what Jesus says? Smile, be of good cheer. Smile while you're rowing. I need some of y'all. Please do it with me. I know it may feel corny, but I promise you, you're gonna see victory from it. Just smile. He said, "Be of good cheer. Smile while you're rowing." He's like, "You better not have no attitude. You better be positive. You better speak well. You, be- you, be- you better smile. You better be of good cheer. Smile while you're rowing." I'm rowing, and he says, "Smile." smile, church. He says, smile. <laughs> he says, smile. Be of good cheer while you're rowing. Don't stop rowing to celebrate. I'm going to need you to row and so I'm going to need you to do both at the same time. Multitask. I'm going to need you to boot both at the same time. Look at verse 51. Then they went up into the boat. He went up into the boat with them. Watch me. He does not get involved in what, please listen to this. It's eight o'clock. I got to go. He does not get involved in what is frustrating them until they smile, until they were of good cheer. Let me make it more practical: until they were of good cheer, until they started to be joyful. I'm rowing. It's frustrating, me, but to God be the glory. I'm, I'm listen. Thank God I got arms to row. Thank bless me. Thank God that I got. Thank God that I got hands to hold on to the rows, to the oars, rather. I'm smiling and I'm rowing. I'm rowing and I'm smiling. I'm smiling and I'm rowing and I'm rowing and I'm smiling. Am I complaining? Am I complaining? i Am complaining? And when he saw that, what does the Bible say? Then he got in there with him. For some of you, God says, I'm not getting in that until you handle that. Like I just told you, I am not getting in that until you smile while you row. I'm not coming in there with your little stinking attitude. I'm not coming in there with your complaining. I'm not coming in there with you being negative. I'm not coming in there, but you complaining about me and saying, why you, why not you? I have called you. Father, give us the grace to have good cheer and row at the same time. Give us the grace to smile, to celebrate and to row at the same time. And the Bible says, God, in verse 51, that you got into the boat with them and then the wind ceased and then the wind ceased and then the wind ceased, which means had I stopped and gotten stagnant, I would have wasted time. Had I turned back, oh my God, had I turned back, what I thought I was avoiding, watch me, was going to be over anyway. What I thought I was escaping was going to end anyhow. Trouble wasn't going to last always, and I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but you cannot go back because if you turn back, what you think you're avoiding is was going to be over had you handled it right. It was never going to be like that forever. It was never going to be that difficult forever. It was never going to be that challenging forever. It was never going to be that frustrating. It was never going to be that forever. But tonight, God, we handle our frustration right. I got to go. Did this bless anybody tonight? It's eight o'clock, every platform. I got I got to do two things tonight. If prayer bless you, I need you to sow. Sow into what sows into you. Pour into what pours into you. Bless what blesses you? For some of you, that last verse, hold on, let me open it back up. That last verse was verse number 51. That last verse was verse number 51. If this blessed you, you need to sow. You need to sow. My daughter will be watching prayer with me. That's awesome. She's five. Tell her I said, hey, um, you need to sow tonight. How do you sow? Cash app. Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. Dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can also go to harvestchurch.church. Kind of get a few of you to type this on every platform. You can go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give. You can give that way. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that. Um, and you can use uh, the email to that is hello at harvestchurch.church. All right, if you want to sow those ways, all right, you can do that. So bless what blesses you. That was Mark 651. I encourage you, do do a 50. I'm going to do a $51 seed because that bless me. Um, so, with me, if you're submissive with sow so that if you want to do 510, do that. You want to do 5100, do that. You want to do 51,000, do that. You're loaded, you want to just do a cool 510,000, go ahead, drop it off. All right, you can do that tonight. All right? the people who harvest come from every background. Um, listen, guys, I, I spent all of our time, that's what the Lord wanted me to cover in prayer tonight. So Um, Thank God for that. I pray that it bless you tonight. Last thing I want to do tonight, if you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, you have not been watching this by accident, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. And thirdly and finally, like I do not know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure tonight, I want for you to do that. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, on three, can I get you to do the hand-waving emoji or say, it's me? One, two, three, respond right where you're at. Every platform, respond right where you're at. Every single platform, every single platform. So right where you are, or I mean, respond right where you're at. If you become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. No guilt, no condemnation, no sin. I will wait on you five. I will wait on you four. I will wait on you three. I will wait on you two, even on the replay. Even on the replay once. I'm say shifting my whole mindset tonight. Come on, God. I literally pray about what we pray about. I don't just get on here and say, Lord, speak. All right. I take prayer too seriously to play with it. All right. While I'm still waiting on some of you to respond, everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. If I was not sure, come on, everybody say it with me. If I was not sure, I am now sure. In Jesus name. Amen. Can I get you, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. That's 877-55-Bishop is what the number is. Um, um, and you can um connect with us that way. Um, listen, make sure you send us that text every single platform. We just want to connect with you. I want to give you the tools that you need to be sure. Somebody says, I am now sure. Congratulations on that rededication. Praise God, amen. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Again, church on Wednesday is the voice, it's gonna be so powerful. Make sure that you are in the building in Denver if you're traveling. Or you're a part of our digital family. Of course, you can watch on our digital campus and you can do it on our uh, that way. Um, make sure that you share. If you haven't shared this yet, please share. do I keep bringing it up, I want to see more and more people get saved. And whenever I, I'm not seeing, normally on prayer, guys, we we're seeing 10, 10, 20, 25 people get saved on prayer. And if we're not seeing that, that means we need to, sh- we need to share more. And that's what I want to see. I want to see more people give their lives to the Lord. All right, love you. Keep me in your prayers, would you? And uh, go sow, go sow That was Mark six fifty one. So something with a five out of one. Do fifty one. Do five hundred and ten. Um, you know, do, do you know? Do put those two numbers in there. I'm I'm doing a fifty one dollar seat. So if you want to join me in doing that, do that. As a matter of fact, as many of you will do that with me. Sow that fifty one dollar seat with me tonight into the word. Bishop, why do you do it like that? Why do you do the numbers? God plays the numbers. First of all, there's a whole book in the Bible about numbers. Um, which more specifically deals with the census that they took during that time. But number two, uh, there's, there's something called gematria, which is, I don't know what happened to my screen. Bib- oh, I guess because I've been going an hour. Uh, biblical numerology. So God literally plays the numbers. And so in God playing the numbers, you just want to be mindful of that in him playing the numbers. All right. So like the number five is the number of grace. Number 10 is the number of divine perfection. Number seven is the number of completion. Number eight is the number of a new beginning. Number nine is the number of birthing. Number six is the number of man. Number four is the number of creativity. Number three is the number of witness. So there's so many things to that. Anyway, love you guys. Go show tonight. Dollar sign, bishop form number two or harvest, search that church forward slash give. Love you guys. Shalom, everybody. Shalom, y'all. Shalom, guys. Love you.
1: Only at BJ's.